At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Yeah, no, we could only get Packy here to play, but I know, yeah. I still don't think he exists. Uh, all right, well, let's go ahead and just uh, kick it off. So thanks for tuning into the American Hauntings podcast, the show where we discuss history, hauntings, this legends, video. lore, and the dark side of American history. We are now in Except season for six the of the podcast, <laughs> Woods and Fields, Dark and Wicked. You didn't say it right. But today, <laughs> today we are coming to you live from the Dead of Winter Festival hosted at Mineral Springs Hotel in Alton, Illinois. I'm your co-host, Cody Beck, and with me is my co-host, author, historian, crime buff, smartass, and the founder of American Hauntings, <laughs> Troy Taylor. Yes, yeah, they've already heard me. They have, they have. Well, this is the part you can see clearly in the outline that I said banter and bullshit, probably right. dot, yeah. dot, dot. put together the outline for this one, and, um, and then I went in and changed it all. But still, you know. A hundred episodes. I know. Who would have thought? Is there anybody well, here that's listened to every episode so far? What is wrong with I you? I am so sorry. <laughs> I have deeply apologized. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Uh, we say every time at the end of the show that we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. And honestly, we wouldn't. Um, I mean, the nice reviews we get, the emails, people coming up to us saying creepy things like, I know who you are and you don't know me. And I'm like, ah, I did this to myself. Uh, but it really, really means a lot, and we have a great time doing it. Uh, do you need help back there? You good? No, I'm just turning it off. You're sure you're recording this year? I got two different recording devices going, so maybe, maybe. If you want the individual mics, yes, those oh, guys. Thank you. Sometimes we have some audio issues, as you guys no, might. No, no, it's just not loud enough. Might have noticed. Yes. Uh, if you listen to the first. Second season, it's the worst. A bunch of them, yeah. yeah. It's really um, bad ones. And, but we finally kind of know what we're doing. I still haven't really figured out the live stuff yet. Well, that's because this is not our equipment. <laughs> this is not, yeah, it's not. But um, we, we should mention that we did get this stuff from Charlie Brockus. Who, we did. Uh, at Lighthouse Sounds here in Alton. So that's Charlie's shout out. So. Yes, thank you, Charlie. Yes. He was supposed to come here today, and then he texted me this morning. He's like, I just woke up. Uh-huh. He had a gig last night. Freaking rock stars. You know how that yeah. goes. So. <laughs> Uh, should we dive into some questions? Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm ready. All right. So we uh, begged and begged for people to give us questions, and uh, <laughs> so a lot of people wrote in. And again, eventually we're going to ask for questions from, from the audience. But for right now, I'm going to go ahead and dive into some emails. This first one comes to us from Jennifer. She says, hi, Troy and Cody. I'm really glad you're offering. Wait, is Jennifer here that is... wrote this? Jennifer. No, me. I am Jennifer. Okay. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll find well, out. If this starts to sound familiar, you'll know it's you. Yes. So, there you go. Uh, she said, I'm glad you're answering questions because it's one I've thought about since listening to the St. Louis Exorcism and other podcasts you've done that seem to involve some entity or energy that attaches itself to a person. You may have answered this on a podcast that I missed, but the question is, do you believe that energy or entities can attach themselves to people or items and follow them from place to place? Hollywood versions of certain events make it seem like this can happen, and if so, I'm wondering why it doesn't happen more often, like when people visit places that are haunted or have some type of poltergeist activity. Looking forward to Dead of Winter. Thanks. Is that your question? Yes. 
Awesome. Okay. okay. All right. Beautiful. So, Troy, what do you think about? I don't know. Things that. That's it. Um, all right. I do have an opinion. I have an opinion. Yeah, but you. Can, it is very Hollywoody. It's yeah. a very Hollywood question, but I. Do, and that's personal opinion here. I'm not going to say I don't think it's impossible, but. You know, we get people who say, oh, I don't want to come to this ghost hunt or I don't want to go tour because the ghost is going to follow me home. That doesn't, that's not a normal thing. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't just happen. I don't, not, not in my experience. And that's, you know, I've been doing this since horse and buggy days. Most people so, aren't that yeah. cool or interesting. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I find normally that when a ghost does attach itself to a person, it's because it's a person that, well, that sounds dumb, but it's a person they have an attachment to, mm -hmm. um, a connection, uh, a relative or someone who will haunt a person rather than a place. I think most of the time when you have ghosts that are, you know, intelligent type spirits that not, you know, not just residual stuff that's just lingering at a place. When you have ghosts that do have a personality behind them, they, you know, are usually attached to a place where they lived, not necessarily even where they died, but where they lived and were happy or unhappy or have some sort of trauma that has kept them there. So they don't just leave places randomly to go home on somebody they saw on a tour. It's just not anything we've run. I've been doing, this is like my 30th year of doing tours and that doesn't, I've really never had anybody see that. But there are objects that I do believe become haunted. And normally, again, though, it's not because it's, you know, Annabelle or, you know, something from the movies. It's normally something that someone was attached to in life and has stayed behind them. Um, and it can be random dumb things. Um, there are lots of objects that have gotten reputations for being haunted, some of which are not scary at all. Um, I still remember one of my favorite uh, stories like that was from someone who told me that she would get up at night and would go into her living room and she had a ghost and it would be a woman ironing at an ironing board uh, because they had bought this antique ironing board. Antiques, if you don't want ghosts in your house, you should probably avoid all antiques uh, because that seems to be where most of these stories come from. And she said that she would see this woman ironing and I asked her if I could have the ironing board so that it would iron my clothes at my house. It wasn't ironing her clothes, it was just going through the motions of ironing. It's like people talk about, oh, I stayed in this haunted hotel and the, you know, the maid comes in and makes up the beds and I'm thinking, what a deal, you know, that would be great. Yeah, or, you know, chores. does my laundry or cooks or something, you know. Um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, again, I'm speaking from personal opinion here more than anything, but an experience, but that's usually been my experience is that it's, it's not something that commonly happens. Um, I've never run across it. I'm sure there are probably people who could tell you uh, their own experience that is different, but I don't know. I'm basing it on a lot of years and that's, that's what I base it on. Would you rather haunt a person or a place? Uh, Probably a place. Yeah. I don't really like people that much, mm -hmm. so it's uh, I, that would just get old fast. That's, so, that's uh, what I was thinking. I'm thinking a bar. Oh, okay. So. All right. Uh, this next question comes to us from Jeff. Says, I really enjoy listening to your podcast, and so far my favorite season is Murdered in Their Beds. I wanted to ask, what is Troy's most successful book? And if you haven't done it as a season yet, do you plan on it? 
What is your most successful book? The Devil Came to St. Louis. Ah, and we did, a, we did several episodes on that. So uh, we, we're, we are talking about doing, uh, and I know you guys are hard to believe, and my, maybe I shouldn't even spill this. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll go ahead and do it. Then somebody will hold me accountable, uh, besides Cody, who doesn't do him any good. Nope. Um, because I keep putting together these seasons that last for an entire year. Um, but this is the first time, this season that we're currently in, season six, is the first time that I've actually given Cody a list of the episodes. I have a whole outline. It's no like one, no one, he, you guys don't know this, but I never tell him what the next episode's gonna be, ever. Uh, this is the first time I've ever done it because I really needed to plan this one out. But we are talking about doing some like short, limited season podcasts on some you know favorite types of things mm -hmm. um just to, to change things up a little bit yeah but we probably won't do it but probably you know, we may, we, who knows who knows can't tell you yet but yeah get ready i don't ever give him an outline for season so. seven like 2025 right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this next one comes to us from stacy it says what is your theory for why ghosts and intelligent hauntings exist why don't they move on from here after their bodies are dead well, that's that's probably something we've answered before. Probably. But, um, just to give you a new another answer on it, um, I think that with intelligent hauntings, it's it's a case of trauma where they can't move on or just simply don't want to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I've told you many times, and I've probably even said it on the podcast that if I have an option, I'm not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to find a place and stay there, and just you know, screw with people for eternity if yeah. possible. So, or however long that lasts. But I, I don't know. I mean, other than, I think that it's a case of where, I mean, if, if we knew how all this worked, it would be great or it would be really boring. I don't know, maybe the mystery of it is what makes it fun. We probably but, wouldn't have a podcast. Yeah, well, know. we probably wouldn't. But I, I do think that a lot of times it is trauma where if it, something happens, somebody dies before their time or, you know, is murdered. And that's, you know, my specialty is murder, you mm -hmm. know, and not that I'm committing them, that right. Oh, and, um, a lot of witnesses. well, not lately. Uh, there is a lot of people here. I guess I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I think that just having been cut short, cut off like that, I think makes a huge difference. So fair enough. This next one's from Diane it says, why is it my town more haunted? The area has been inhabited for centuries. We have a river that floods enthusiastically and often murder, uh, tornadoes, fires, limestone, unexplained disappearances, old houses, dot, dot, dot. But apparently people don't want to stay here after they die. And it's not a bad <laughs> town. Why are some places more haunted than others? Diane, first, I'm just going to say, maybe you're a little biased and your town does suck. Yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't Could be. But yeah, what, why do you think it, um, like, you know, Alton, for instance, is on the map for this, but then there are other towns that are very similar that don't have a lot of it. Well, you know, though, I've, I, it's been my experience that every town has ghost stories. It's just a matter of maybe, I don't know what, where she lives, but um, maybe you know, no one's ever taken the time to collect the stories. Bad because, PR? Yeah, bad PR. Every, every town has stories. I mean, every town. I mean, I have friends who live in towns with like 600 people and they still have haunted places because there's always ghost stories, but you gotta find them. I mean, Alton is, a, is an animal that has done well because it was a place that had a lot of industry, uh, most of which is gone. And so tourism became important here. And this is one of the few towns that, in my experience, where the people who are in charge of things are okay with it being known as a haunted place because they know how many people it brings to town. Mm -hmm. And so they 
promote it. Uh, but even if they don't promote it, I still find that every town has ghost stories. You just have to look for them, uh, which has gotten easier and easier over the years. I've talked about this in past episodes of the podcast about how easy it's become to find ghost stories about your town or anywhere or in your area. Um, the book that I just finished recently that comes out in a couple of weeks I didn't know all those stories that are in that book were going to be in there until I started doing some digging mm -hmm. and I found stories in there. I was just telling my friend Patrick about this earlier that there are stories that are going to be in this book that have never been anywhere else other than old newspaper archives. I did a Google search to try to find if there had, anyone had written about one of the stories and the only Google returns that came back were from the old newspapers I was using. That's okay. it. So this stuff is out there. It's just a matter of finding it. And so I would suggest to Diane that she starts doing some digging and I'll bet she finds some ghost stories. All right. Just yeah, a thought. I think we tweeted her often if that helps. I think that's yeah, fun. Yeah, I think so too. This next one, oh boy, this is when we start getting into the screen names. Um, this is from Missy Miss 28 uh, basically says, I wonder if you guys will ever do any haunting stories from other countries. That's not the whole and well, message. It's, it's based, okay. Just start listening to this podcast. Okay, well, you don't have to read it. I'm just like trying to follow along. Okay. You're not okay. following along. I, I folded it. Okay. Well, all right then. I wonder if you guys, okay. Um, I don't know. We got a long way to go. And since it is the American Hauntings podcast, um, we probably, we prob nothing. Sorry, Missy, but... Probably not, um, only because by the time we get through all the American stories, um, I'll be dead, yeah. probably. So I, I just can't imagine us ever wrapping things up. But I am going to do, no, I shouldn't. See, I shouldn't, I, I, I get to talking, it's your fault. Uh -huh. And I shouldn't do this, but I am going to, and it should be out possibly before the end of the year, the first book I've ever written that's not about an American story. No shit. Yeah. All right. So, but that's all I'm saying right now. You can always franchise out. <laughs> this next one is from XXZOUXLXX. I don't even know. So I love you guys. Keep me entertained at work. Can you guys please come to Dragon Con in Atlanta? They have a big paranormal track. I'll say yes. We'll be there. We will? I don't know. I just wanted to see what Troy would be there. So I. I don't know. I don't know. Drag I don't know. I don't either. Um, maybe. I don't know. We've been talking about checking out more events and doing fun stuff. I have a uh, lot of free time on my hands. So yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, so maybe. Let's see. This one comes to us from Carol. It says, hi, Troy and Cody. I've been a fan of the podcast since season one. Love the information, the way it's presented. I know how much you love ghost kids, Cody. <laughs> um, could you talk about, or even real kids, could, could you talk about some of your favorite super creepy stories from either people you've spoken with about ghost children or material that Troy has introduced you to? Also, do you have a favorite, Troy? Uh, so yeah, I mean, the running joke for people who don't know is like, kids creep me out, they're shifty. I just don't, I don't know. They're just, they're just I don't know. Um, so when they're ghost children, it's even more terrifying for me. Uh, my, I think my favorite story is uh, about ghost kids. It's actually, there's like a twist at the end. It was one of the first stories you told me about Alton. Um, it was over by maybe where Big Muddy Pub and Firehouse and all that stuff used to be. Yeah. About the woman who saw a little girl in a dress on the stairs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was um, yeah, that was where the um, 
um, Franklin House. Okay, the yeah. Lincoln Abraham Lincoln Hotel store. Right, right. Um, it's empty right now. I can't remember what episode it was, but basically this this woman was told that this building was haunted. And they you know see a little little ghost of a little girl, and so the, the woman was working there, and I believe she opens up a door and sees this little child sitting on the stairs, freaks out, runs away, and uh, you know that was the end of it for her. Troy used to tell this story on tours and things like that and talk to people about it and someone from the audience came up to him and said, I have a little bit more t to tell you about that story. He said everything that that woman said was, was true except I was working there in that same building that day and my niece was there with me and so the kid that she saw <laughs> was 100% real. Um, <laughs> Which didn't make it any less scary to you. No, but, no, you know. no. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's probably one of my favorites as far as, you know, as far as children go. Um, yeah, that one just really, really stuck with me because it's hilarious. And that's also something that I really, um, I hate to give him compliments, but like and appreciate about Troy is whenever he learns the truth about some stories, he adds that in, you know, we don't just do it for the shtick. And it still, it still works. It still is a fun story. And um, I think it's a different twist. It, just, to, it didn't make the place less haunted. Right. Just that particular day, for sure. Right. Yeah. Uh, do we okay? Which well, which I I, do I, do I don't know if I have a favorite. Um, I've had a few, mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, I did a a whole book on murder murder children, which is I did it by request. Light I get so I get so much flack about this book from people. It's like, why would you do an entire book about murdered children that come back as ghosts? And I'm like, because people ask me to, and and it was interesting because I don't really like kids either, so it was kind of fun to do. But um, you know, and so it was it was a case of where you know I, I get people who go, I don't want to read this or I don't want to hear this. And one time I was doing a Hell Hath No Fury dinner for a private group, and I told them up front, you know, some of these stories are pretty gruesome. You know, I mean, like the the woman with the that bought the fifteenth cent hammer and murdered her oh, yeah, God, murdered yeah her husband's girlfriend and you know and stuff and so i kept warning them that you know this it could be kind of gruesome and then but there were like two like murdered kid stories in a row and had some woman actually speak up from the audience and go how many more of these are there going to be and because i'm a mom and i'm like okay I, that would be why i think you'd want to hear it but whatever um but anyway so you know, people do ask, and there are a lot of stories, but my favorite one is the Marion Parker story. Oh, boy. Which you hated. Which that, we did it. The hardest one for me. Yeah, to get that was a two parter for our Hollywood crime mm -hmm. podcast segment. Uh, but it's such a fast, it's a horrible story. It's a tragic, awful story. Yeah. But it's fascinating because of the time period. It's fascinating because of the haunting. If you guys are familiar with it or if you don't, re well, for one thing, just go back and listen to the podcast or buy the book. Um, anyway, uh, but no, it's, a, it's about a little girl in 1928 Los Angeles that was kidnapped by, um, well, he would have been a serial kidnapper if he wasn't such an idiot, but he kidnapped a girl and it was a guy the, the the parents were someone he had worked for and got fired from a bank and his this man ran the bank and a wealthy family but he kidnapped the daughter and this was in the 20s and they just let her leave school with him and she didn't think twice because he came to her and said you know i work at your dad's bank he sent me to get you um he's had a heart attack and they need you to come um and he didn't realize she had a twin sister and left the twin behind, but the school that didn't even dawn on them that might be an issue. Mm. 
why did he not take the sister? And they just let her go with them. And um, anyway, he sent random uh, ransom notes with like a fake name and, and all kinds of stuff on it. And the, the issue with it was is that um, he had already murdered her long before he even sent the ransom letters. And he had um, cut her up into pieces um, and then had uh, this is awful. I'm sorry to even it tell It only gets worse. Uh, it does. Because he like stuffed her torso in her head and put her in the front seat of his car and went to the pickup, the ransom pickup. And um, then the rest of her, he wrapped up in paper and dropped her off at parks around LA. And he was obviously completely nuts. And, um, but it's, a, it's one of those stories that the, the people who, it was, it's an accidental ghost story. It, it came along by accident from people who lived in the Parker mansion who did not know anything about the history of the house they lived in, but yet found out that the place was haunted by this little girl. And so Marion has just never left the home that she was happy in. So, I mean, I guess that's the only, it's not a happy ending, but it's a, a, a bit of a happy ending. At least she's comfortable where she is, you know, you assume. Oh, I guess. Uh, but maybe she's not haunting like the apartment where she was murdered. That would be worse. Yeah. So anyway, but I guess that, I, I guess that's my favorite. favorite. I mean, how do you have a favorite? It's like, who's your favorite serial killer? I, you know, um, you know. Yeah, I don't like that question. Yeah, so. So, questions for the audience. Yeah, all right. Uh, so, yeah, well, let's take some questions. If anybody has any. Yeah, from the audience. Yes. So, you said that uh, The Devil Came to St. Louis is your best-selling book. Yeah. What's your favorite book? What's my favorite book? What's Troy's Well, favorite as book? I always like to tell people when everybody asks me that, they go, oh, I don't know what book to buy. What's your favorite? And I, my answer is always that's like asking me, you know, uh, which one is your favorite child? Well, I can tell you that because it's not, you know, it's, it's an easy one. But people who don't know me don't know that. So, um, but um, I don't know. You know, that's a good question because really whatever book I'm currently writing is always my favorite. Well, most of the time um, is, is my favorite. Um, and I had, I was so sorry to be finished with my new book. I really was depressed to be finished with it because I really enjoyed writing it so much. But... I don't know. I just really, um, I, I don't have a favorite. I really don't. I, um, I just like doing what I'm doing and I can do whatever I want to do. And I know that sometimes people look at the books I write and go, Dude, that is random. Why would you pick to write a book about the Iroquois theater, just the Iroquois theater? I love the story and I can't, you know? And so I just enjoy, I just enjoy what I do. And I, I know that I'm really lucky to get to do what I do as you know to as, as a job uh, or a fake job um, as many people tell me um, that is my I, I just I don't I wish I could say I had a favorite but I really don't um, I'm gonna do more Hell Hath No Fury books those were fun to write um, I like the first half the best you know there's nothing better than women killing men you know I, I you know then you get to the last part it's dead women and then it's a little bit of a downer but you know the women who are killing men is always fun you know so i always find those entertaining uh but anyway i so it just depends you know it really just depends on my mood you know so what i'm talking about you know today i'm going to talk about later i'm going to talk about abraham lincoln that's my favorite book right now because i, I enjoy writing a book you know um, I just 
I love the Donner Party book. You know, it's just fun. They're just fun, you know. So The Devil and All His Works, that's my favorite. You love that book, don't you? Do. Yeah, it's, um, it's pretty in-depth, I had to admit. It was yeah. fun to do, so. Uh, question, yep. Yes, if you had a request to go to uh, a certain location, like another state, uh, to go check it out, times that's, hey, uh, let's see, one that's ex actually haunted, uh, would you? Would I if I was asked to go? I mean, I have done that many times over the years. Um, probably currently, I would send someone else. <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep up. Troy doesn't it's travel so up. much anymore. Not as much as I used to. Well, not 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 necessarily for that. Mm -hmm. You know, um, to go to a place just because I've been to so many places and I do love going. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say absolutely no, but um, maybe. That'd be the answer. Maybe. Is there any place that you visited that you enjoyed enough that would draw you out again? Even if it was uh, I mean, there are places I've been to multiple times, mm -hmm. like the Bell Witch Cave, and you know, I mean, go to New Orleans a lot, yep. but that's usually not for ghost hunting. Sure. You know? um, but there have been, you know, there have been a lot of places that I've gone back to. Uh, the only place that I would love to go that I haven't, I mean, I've been there, but I've never gotten to go the way I would like to. I would love to spend the entire night on Alcatraz. Oh, okay. You know, yeah, I've been there, but I, I would love to, to be able to spend the night there and stay overnight, you know, but I don't know that that's a, an option, but sure. You know, so. Question. Um, my daughter and I just recently did the Woody's funeral. Yeah. Uh, during one of the school sessions, somebody had a Ouija board there, and we did a little Ouija board session. What are your thoughts on that? Is okay. something kind of creepy happened there? And yeah. Yeah, Joe, um, in, in case it didn't pick up on the recording, yeah. Joe asked if he had been to the old funeral home in Jacksonville and they had done a Ouija board session. And um, people do that a lot. Um, I used to take them all the time. We used to do a lot of overnights. They started doing their own, but we used to do a lot of overnights at the Lit Mansion in St. Louis. And uh, I would always bring like a Ouija board from the teens, an old, old one, because fit the time period. And then if people want to try it, they can try it. Um, I don't find there's anything inherently evil in Ouija boards. I have a lot of them. Um, and I think that anything is obsessive depending on how you use it. Um, and I don't, I mean, I don't think they're portals to the next world or anything. <laughs> um, I think that anything like that, whether it be a Ouija board or uh, some piece of high-tech equipment, or even if it's just people sitting around focusing on it, I think if you put enough focus into something, uh, trying to achieve a goal that um, if you you have a group of people sitting around a Ouija board and you're trying to reach something I think there's a good chance that you could um, and I can't sit here and tell you that I think it's uh, that I know for a fact it was one of the ghosts of the old funeral home or the doctor's office that was there or the hospital that was there in that same building uh, but you know it certainly could be uh, but I also think that you know there are probably ghosts out there looking to make contact with people. And I also find that there are certain people, and I have you know, friends that I know specifically uh, that, do, that, are, that do have psychic abilities. I do not, I'm as psychic as this table, literally. Uh, but I know a lot of people that are the real thing. And I think the best way I've always described them as being a light in a dark room that people who want to communicate from the other side go to that light that's shining there and i think that you're turning on a light when you do something like that whether it's a ouija board or like lisa's thing tonight with the um with the the estes method down in the pool it's a recording 
thing where they're trying to make contact, and I think that's like turning on a light. Maybe somebody answers, maybe somebody doesn't, but you never know. So I do, I mean, I do think it can definitely be legitimate if you can rule out the fact that, you know, your, your daughter is not tricking you or, you know, trying to make you think that it's something. And she told me that she was going to, so I, no, I'm kidding, I'm just kidding. But, um, but no, but, you know, as long as you know that the people who are with are, you know, sincere in what you're doing, I think it definitely could be a legit thing. So, yeah, Gary. Hey, Troy, so I've been to pretty much all your conferences, I've read pretty much all your books, and I want to ask you an honest question. Do, you you, do, I, do I think you're insane? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. But do you honestly, truly believe that there's uh, life after death and spirits and ghosts? <coughs> Absolutely. Okay. And now I've choked to death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die right here, and then you're going to find out. So... Yes, I do. Um, I don't, and, and I'll tell you, and I've probably even told you this, just directly between you and I before. Oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I, I, all, of, all that water went down the wrong way. Um, I, um, I do honestly believe that, and uh, I don't believe every story I hear, obviously. You know, I don't believe that, you know, every folk legend or urban legend I hear, obviously, I don't believe they're all true. I often think that stories get started for a reason, that there may be something behind it. Uh, but it's always been kind of part of what I do over the years to not necessarily debunk stories, but to find out the real reason why something is haunted. Because you'll find, I mean, this building is a perfect example of people who have an experience and they just make something up to explain it. You know, but you find out there really is something behind the stories. So, yes, historically speaking, I honestly do believe in ghosts and spirits. Um, I, you know, have had enough contact with, you know, um, a lot of you come to the conference every year, no April slaughter. Uh, April is an actual, you know, is actually a medium, a gifted medium that I know who's made contact for me with people that I know that she did not, had never met, didn't know, and I know what she's told me is legitimate, that she would have no idea. Um, so yeah, I do think that there is, you know, there is something after this, and I always joke about how I wanna stay around, I really do, but, uh, but I, I, I honestly think that, that people can. You know, I don't think we have to go anywhere. I don't think we're forced to. And if I'm forced to, I'm obviously not going to do it. So that's, you know, uh, but it's, um, but yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I genuinely do believe it. So. Yeah, I do. Kind of depends on the day for me. Like I, I want to, I yeah, want to believe. You want to believe. Molder yeah. over here, but also at the same time, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not, you offer me to go stay the night in the pool downstairs and be like, well, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That is true. Do we, do you, to skip through if we only have about 10 minutes left no no this won't take long okay i can do it so okay so we wanted to wrap this up with um i don't want to tell you what i'm calling it yet i'll oh, save that um but what, what i've got here is is you know this is our hundred hundred episodes that we've done and um the good news about that is we've had over 400 five-star reviews from people i'm guessing have 
impairment issues of some sort that have given us five stars, but uh, which is always great because, I mean, this was always supposed to just be a little hobby, but I know a lot of you guys already know the origin, our origin story, but Cody just came and pressured me into doing a podcast with him. I didn't know him, never met him before, um, and it was, he just came to me with this idea, and I thought, well, what the heck, as long as I don't have to actually do any work. I didn't know yeah, I'd have to have do anything. It, it did not work out well. But um, anyway, but so we've always kind of felt privileged and shocked that, you know, we've had so many great reviews and a couple of million downloads of this yeah. show. Uh, but to keep us humble, <laughs> we, 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 we go back over some of our reviews sometimes, um, some of our not so great reviews. So um, I wanted to present those so that you don't think Cody and I have big heads. I wanted to present those as sort of our version of mean tweets. This was Lydia's idea. So anyway, um, so we get a lot of bad reviews about the quality of sound. Not so much now, but in the past we have. And Cody and I agree in the early days, it was pretty bad because we had no idea what we were doing. We just wanted to have some fun and it took us a little while to get it together. So here's a couple of reviews. This one's titled Bad Phone Call. The stories are great and well-researched, but the audio sounds as though I'm on a bad phone call. That was a one-star review. Uh, the, this one is called First Half is Good. The first half of the podcast where Taylor describes the various hauntings and gives historical background is really interesting and well-produced. The second half, where they ramble on about nothing very compelling and often talk over each other with poor audio quality, is completely skippable. Listen to the first half and skip the portion where Cody starts talking. Oh wait, there's more. Also, the Fisher-Price keyboard theme song can go away anytime now, thanks. So we also, we get some reviews about Cody. Can I, can I do this one? Yes, you can do this one. This one, my friends actually titled a group chat after this one, it's called Get Rid of Cody. It says, Troy is great to listen to. Cody is immature and annoying. His joke about the last thing to go through one of the lips head before their suicide was a bullet was a very poor taste. He ruins the whole show. <laughs> if Cody was off the show, they could do without the constant shameless plugs for events and babbling about things off topic. That was a really mean joke. That should have said it. But it was funny. But it was funny, though. Do you want to read the next one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, this next one's titled Improvements. It says, stop talking over each other. Cody needs to talk less and stop interrupting Troy. Troy they apparently do not listen at all to the podcast. Troy's so. monologues are the best part of the podcast and would garner a five-star alone. Dialogues with Cody are painful. <laughs> but, but listen, a lot of people hate me too, okay? So this one's titled Troy Can't Stand Republicans. <laughs> Listening to these guys' long-winded, overly detailed take on the Velisca Axe murder case, only to have Troy end it with he didn't like the guy involved because he was a Republican, which I never said. And the constant reminders that Troy wrote some books makes this show a complete waste of time. It's basically a commercial to go buy his books. No thanks. This one's called All Episodes. I love this one. This is good. This talk is way too fast. I don't know why, but the highly accelerated speech is extremely irritating. It doesn't matter how good the story is, the lightning fast speech is a total turn off to the max. No matter how, misspelled, no matter how interesting the subject, the quick time talking is horrific. 
This guy needs to study someone like Mark Twain, who I can't find ever recorded anything, but to understand timing and cadence. And I really wish I knew who this was so I could tell him that if you look down in the bottom of your player where it says one and a half, that's high speed. You might want to turn that down a notch, but anyway. This, and this one is called, just called Murdered in Their Beds. Listening to Troy eat dinner while babbling made this episode intolerable. In the future, eat before or after. This is pretty basic stuff, which I did say at the time. We were hungry. Well, I had eaten all day. And then this one, uh, this one's, this one's kind of about both of us, um, and especially me. Great show. However, the hosts actually don't care. That's host singular. Uh, anyway, well, let's not get into grammar. Went on a massive binge of this podcast as I liked the production and co-host banter. Well, that's good. However, eating pizza made it nearly unli unlistenable and it's sloppy audio. Listeners, this podcast had switched to astonishing legends. Uh, and I they you know you should listen to that. them. Today. Production is top notch and feedback is appreciated. Now, other people just think the show in general sucks. It's okay. This is the name of this one. I enjoy the beginning of each episode. However, the second half is boring. <laughs> I know. I don't know how people enjoy listening to people talk. Okay, it's a podcast, but anyway. <laughs> I like this one too. The title of this one was just, eh. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, I just started listening to this podcast and liked it at first. My only criticism is that I think you guys spend more talking about this time talking about the stories than actually telling the stories. Too many side convos and needs to be concise. Also, please stop talking over each other. <laughs> um, I can't stand it. And each of you just keeps getting louder to speak over the other one. Very annoying. Oh, can I do this one? Sure. How did this get five stars? <laughs> Boring. Music doesn't match the content. Delivery doesn't match the vibe set up by the title and graphic. Bland. What do you want? What do you want from me? Like, come on. Uh, it's just good, but could be better. Currently listened to 12 episodes so far. The first set of episodes are pretty good, no big complaints. The past few episodes up to episode 12, I have trouble really getting into them. I noticed the audio isn't the best compared to other podcasts. Yep. And also they introduce guests to the podcast which make for a hectic banter of sorts. They go on rants or get off topic. It's annoying hearing other people's voices and snickers in the background while the hosts are talking. I'm hoping they don't have so many people in the future episodes and they'd stay more stay more focused on the topics and do less rants off topics. Oh God, okay. You wanna keep going with this? Sure. I'm doing the last section though. Okay, I'll do this you one. You do this one. Great stories, but dot, dot, dot. I enjoy your stories and insights, but after binge listening to several episodes, the boozy and bar talk is getting a bit tiring. Which we did cut back on that. We did. We, did. we went a little overboard, but initially it was just two friends getting together, having some drinks, talking about ghosts. And then, then people started listening to it. Yeah, we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> what do we do now? Okay, so we get, and this is the last section, um, we get a lot of, pop, a lot of reviews about well, about politics and COVID, even though, okay, I admit that I, we all talked about it. Anyway, and how much people hate me for thinking we needed to wear masks and get vaccinated, even though I was trying to speak from a historical viewpoint. And in Cody's defense, he would always warn me about addressing these things on the podcast, but I did it anyway. Mm -hmm. So I didn't include the really vile ones because there were some, but here's a few that are pretty funny um, or just at least accurate. Uh, this was just titled Liberals. <laughs> Worry about your health. 
Nobody comes here for your opinions about COVID. Stay in your lane. Okay, fair. Ghost stories, not politics. I've been an avid listener for about a year and a half. Absolutely love the content and the show. I listen, actually, this one isn't too bad. I listen to podcasts to get away from politically charged conversations, which we at no time ever mention anyone's name. Nope. I completely understand it's your show, and you have absolutely every right to talk about whatever you want, but I feel like most of us are tired of hearing about COVID. I agree. If I wanted to hear that, I'd tune into CNN. So that was not so bad. It's not so bad. This one's bad. Um, <laughs> because this one's, the, the title on this one is, Trump derangement ruins a good podcast. Again, never mentioned his name ever. Anyway, we made it a point. I started with episode 36 as I was most interested with the axe murders. I'm writing this review after getting to episode 47, which is why I'm giving this podcast two stars. They make so many allusions to President Trump and his not so great presidency, which we don't. But I understand that you have your beliefs and that's okay. Even to mention once or twice is fine. But the talk of fake news and illegal office holders is too much for me. I don't want to listen to your opinions on current affairs. I want to escape those topics. That's why I'm listening. I'm going to finish the podcast on Velisca and unsubscribe. Now, in my defense, I never mentioned Trump by name. Not once ever did I ever mention him by name. Now, I did make jokes about fake news and crimes committed in office, but we were talking about Velisca and the guy was a politician. That's all. Um, all I said is if you, if you link that to Trump, that was on you. So all I can say is that the shoe fits, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, then there was this guy who is, is like my favorite review, and this was actually a five-star, but he makes a point. Listen, people, I voted for Trump, and I think Biden is as crooked as a family picture in a haunted house, and this show sent him there. Well, just wait. He says, and yes, I want to scream at him that it wasn't that we should wear a mask, it's that they said we had to. Same moronic idea as seatbelts and helmets to some. And then he put, and then he added, although ask Gary Busey how that worked out. <laughs> but here's his point. If you want to get butt hurt and want to act like a snowflake, huh, well, whatever, maybe this ain't the show for you. You can miss out on a great show until you mature to the millennials in person. No, to the millennial you're impersonating's drinking age. Complicated, but I know what he means. <laughs> However, you matured enough to let a good author and a funny producer entertain you for not nearly enough time, then welcome to the adult table. So I kind of liked it. Yeah. This, this was a guy who I'm sure we would not agree on anything regarding politics, but he gets the point that it's just a, for it's a fur fun show. Yeah. So anyway, I love it. but so we just thought, you know, we loved, we loved mean tweets and Lydia said, you guys should do like mean tweets. So we thought it would be fun to just read our really bad reviews. Well, not the worst ones, but no. some pretty bad ones. Oh, even I, even I would feel shamed on some of the, some of those, but anyway. Oh, that was funny. All right, well, let's... Yeah, so just one more quick little thing. Troy uh, mentioned a couple episodes ago yes. that we were going to um, award someone our podcast listener of the year. Um, he sprung that on me out of nowhere, uh, but it was great. But there was uh, there were a lot of people that we had in mind, and like, again, so many people support the show and send in emails and come to these events and everything, so it was not an easy choice. But there was one that stuck out above the rest, and this is actually a man that I have yet to meet, but I know you are here somewhere. Uh, his name is Mark Voorhees, and he's supported the show. He 
didn't like me at first, and he came around, <laughs> yeah. and now we're actually yeah. friends. He wrote a bad review of you, and then came back and corrected it. He it was edited, awesome. He edited the review. <laughs> at first, he said he didn't really get me, and then after that, he said, dude, I get it. Dude, I, yeah, me too. And I've done 100 episodes with you. And now he, We hang out in private. I still don't get you. So. And that's so Mark here ahead of Troy. But he, um, he emails all the time. He always has suggestions. He's in our Patreon group on Facebook. He's always posting fun stuff in there. And we just really, really appreciate the show. So, Mark, I'd love to meet you later. I stand and, back there in the back by the stairs. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what you look like yet, but um, I will hook you up with something later. And just thank you so much for supporting the show. And uh, everybody else, just step it up a little bit for next year. <laughs> and get, on, uh, get on Mark's level. Um, All right, well, let's close it out. Yep. Thanks for having some fun with us for our 100th episode. Um, it seemed like too big of a milestone for it to just be a regular episode. And like I said, it worked out well mm -hmm. with it being dead of winter. So we wanted to get those who listen to the show together to celebrate it with us. This Tuesday, this show will air on the podcast screen. And then the week after, we're back with a regular episode of the show. So we will get back to normal here pretty quick. So for those of you who have already been listening, thank you. We hope that you've been sharing it with your friends. We'd ask you to leave us a review on iTunes, but maybe that's not the best idea right now um, <laughs> after this. But anyway, um, thank you so much for me, and then I'll let you close it out. Uh -huh, I see what Troy wrote for me here. But for those of you who have never listened, we hope you'll check us out. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast. And if you can't figure out how to work podcasts on your phone, come find me after this, and I'll show you how. <laughs> and I'll subscribe you to the show. So thanks, Troy. Uh, and thank you, everyone. We really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy the rest of the day. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break right now. And then in about 10 minutes, um, our first speaker is going to come on. Um, and so if you guys need to use the restrooms, you want to grab a drink, uh, the coffee bar should be open now. Uh, they got the espresso machine and everything up there. They, they, it's a whole coffee shop upstairs so and there are snacks and drinks up there vendors room is open uh, so we'll see you in about 10 minutes we'll get started with our next speaker thank Thanks, you. you guys i know we, we couldn't we couldn't do it this time <laughs>